black GI, is it fair to serve more than the white Americans that sent you here? Nothing is more confused than to be ordered into a war to die without the faintest idea of what's going on. I dedicate this next record to the Soul Brothers of the 1st Infantry Divisions. Be safe. Welcome back to Vietnam. Look what I found. Dirty man in all his glory. Who was that guy? That brother was the best damn soldier that ever lived. Hey! I have no place to stay. Hey! We bury it. Later on, we come back and collect. I shall resign the presidency. Being back here, it is not easy. You broken man. So what, you blaming yourself? You don't even know. No! We've been dying for this country from the very get. Now the time is There are things to really We give this call to our people. Hold on! In my line of work, I have to be very careful. And that means knowing exactly who I am in business with. Brandon Spavi are the Markout Movie Podcasters. And in today's episode, we are doing uh, two things. One is we are going to review uh, a movie on Netflix, a Netflix original by Spike Lee called The Five Bloods. And Brandon, what else are we doing? We're going to talk about Chadwick Boseman's career, his life, you know, um, what he meant to not only us, but, you know, fans in general, like Marvel or people that really like biopics such as 42 or, you know, the James Brown movie. Get it. Get it. Get down. Get on up. Get on up. I wanted to get down. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about him um, uh, celebrating his life. So, yeah. For those. For those that uh, that has been uh, living under a rock, Chadwick Boseman uh, died 
on August 28th, 2020, uh, after a four-year battle with uh, um, colon cancer, it's colon cancer, correct? Right. And it was. And yeah. He uh, and and that is tragedy. Tragic. What's so tragic as well is the thing is we no one outside of his immediate family and only a few other people knew that he even had cancer. And uh, if you think about this time frame uh, from the time he was diagnosed with uh, stage three to the time he became stage four and he passed away, the man made movies after movies after movies, like the movies that you would associate the most with him other than with the exception of 42 or something like that, he made during the time frame in which he had cancer. And so yeah, that's amazing to me, Brandon. Oh, it's, it's unheard of. I mean, honestly, to, I, I, I remember um, the guy that played Hulk, he had cancer and he was like directing uh, certain movies, TV movies and, his condition, it was really bad. He was in really bad condition, but he was still going to work and everything. That is the only time I can really uh, relate, you know, or remember someone doing that in this business. Uh, most people, you know, they're at home, you know, getting the treatments and, you know, keeping it private or whatever, but they're not working in most cases at, at stage three anyway. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, uh, I, I, he's a, he's a true hero in my book. Uh, Absolutely. And what he put, what he left out there on this, on the scene was, uh, was remarkable. Uh, and I know we didn't even get into the five bloods and we will, but it was amazing to me that he even went as far as like, remember we watched last year, we was able to see, uh, 21 bridges. Yeah. Which is one of his, which we both, we both recommended people see it. We both yeah. stated that it was that Chadwick did a great job. And I also said that I could see this being a franchise character that he goes forward and doing different things. Cause we just loved his character, his, his personality. And, and you watch that movie and the action and, and the stuff he does in it, you would have never even known this man was probably at that point stage four, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He, I couldn't tell, well, I couldn't even tell when he did the Denzel appreciation speech. Uh, I know he was thinner. I remember him being skinnier, but you know, you don't think, oh, he's sick or anything, you know? And, and I'm coming from, it's coming from somebody that's been sick. And I remember I lost a lot of weight in my face and, uh, I look sick. He didn't look sick though. Uh, to me, he he just looked skinnier. You know, he didn't he didn't looks when you have cancer. You, you um, I mean, your mother had it as well. You had a form of cancer. You you start to look sick in the face. From my experience, I mean, I did, and I noticed it, and I was like, and this is before I even got diagnosed. I was like, I, something's wrong. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, but he did not, he didn't look sick at all. Um, it's, I, like I said, he's a true hero. I mean, going to all these children's hospitals and meeting all these kids that are actually fighting cancer and everything, and he's going through it, and it's unheard of. Uh, 
from my point of view, it, uh, that someone would do that at the stage he was at. That's just unheard of. And, and at the level that he did, you know. And so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he uh, he was just an amazing actor. And uh, not only that, but uh, I didn't know him personally, but he was an amazing human. It seems like an amazing human being that he was. Yeah. Um, and and um, as far as like people's appearance, you know, like I've seen a few photos of him looking skinnier, but he he was he was a method actor, and so he you know much like a Christian Bale or something that lost yeah. a lot of weight for the mechanic, you know. Uh, and so a lot of these actors will really like Jared Leto or something will really morph into these personas and, uh, or, um, or, um, walking Phoenix, you know, somebody that will really become these characters and, um, and just to kind of nail down that role, that character. And you will think, and if you didn't know that he was sick, you would think, Oh, he's just preparing for a role in which he is, you know, thinner and things like that. You wouldn't have thought, oh well, he has an illness because he didn't. He didn't carry him. He didn't allow his illness to carry him. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he didn't. Like no one knew, and but he still performed. And his family says that he felt they felt that towards the even a week or so prior to his death, he still felt that he was going to bounce back and be be ready for Black Panther too. So. That's uh, and we'll talk about where they should go with that as well, but yeah, I just want to touch on real quick before we get into the five bloods. Uh, your reaction to his passing shock, uh, I, I think it was you that sent me a message that I, I got sent a few messages, but I think you were the first one, and uh, I didn't believe you. <laughs> Uh, I, I was like, I wouldn't nah. joke about that, man. I nah, would not I joke. Like, That's like, there's no way. I mean, no way. I mean, but yeah, shock was the first thing I thought of, and I thought, wow. And you know, what a body of work he left, though. I mean, uh, he was in his prom. Uh, I, I was like one of the top five actors going today. Um, I mean, we always. People always comparing he's the next Denzel, but reality is he was the first Chadwick, and and that's not an insult to Denzel or anything, but he was he was his own actor, he was his own man. He didn't try to copy Denzel. Uh, he he was Chadwick, and he was he was terrific. Uh, but yeah, shock was my first re reaction. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah, same here. Uh, my daughter hit me with the message and said, uh, did you hear about, did you hear about Chadwick? And I said, first I was like, Chadwick who? Like, like, do I know somebody personally named Chadwick? And and they, she, she said, no, Chad, Chadwick Boseman. I'm like, no, what, what's up? You know? And she's like, he died. And I was like, and you know, you always hear people post stuff like Jet Lee, uh, Jackie Chan died or, Things like that, yeah. Chuck Norris is dead, or things like that, or Betty White. I'm, I'm glad these people are still living. But you hear these stories, and you're like, ah. So I looked it up, and sure enough, you know, I see that he passed, and and it was just shock, shock, yeah. you know. But shock, yeah. But uh, but yeah, segueing into another shocking element, not to compare it to Chadwick's death at all, but 
this movie that came out prior to prior to his death, um, The Five Bloods by uh, Spike Lee. It's it is a Spike Lee joint. It, um, it yeah, it is. It feels like it. <laughs> um, four African American vets battle forces of man and nature when they return to Vietnam seeking the remains of their fallen squad leader and the gold fortune he helped them hide. This was initially released June 12, 2020, directed by Spike Lee, and the budget was 35 to $45 million. And uh, it starred Chadwick Boseman as Stormin Norman, or Stormin Norman, as they call him, uh, Delroy Lindo, which we'll talk about him as Paul, Jonathan Majors as David, Clark Peters as Otis, who was very remarkable as well. Melanie Theory as Hetty Bivior. I can't pronounce French names. And then Norm Lewis as Eddie and Hanoi Han as uh, Nungjo Vine, which I won't really get into those people. Uh, Brandon, hit us with them numbers. All right, the numbers. Uh, So it gets a 6.5. Out of 10 on IMDb. Metacritic gives it an 82%. 80% like it on Google. Uh, go to Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 92% on the tomato meter, so it's fresh. Uh, but the audience score is 54%. So and and <laughs> there you go. And I can understand that it is that low with the audience score because. And I'll be the one to say it. This is a very divisive movie. This is a very mm-hmm. divisive film that I think you're either going to like it or you're not going to like it, or you're in that weird area where you're like, I don't know how to respond to it. And I think it that's where I'm made. at. I'm in that area. Yeah. But I appreciate not only the performances, especially Delroy, uh, but I appreciate, you know, Spike Lee making a film like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, which that's Spike Lee, though. I mean, he's you know, he don't care what anybody thinks, you know, about him or his films, he's gonna make what he wants, and that's Spike. I respect that man. (laughs) I don't like every film he does, but I respect that man. And uh, so the five bloods, so these guys were all. This is spoiler heavy, guys, because there's no way you can talk about this movie without spoiling it. Yeah. <laughs> so these guys uh, were all um, army buddies back in Vietnam, and uh, and the movie starts off with movie was jarring at first. Uh, it's very jarring, and there's other scenes that's very jarring, but I wasn't expecting the opening monologue. If you, if, I don't know if you call it that, the opening credits or the opening stuff. Because it focused with a lot of uh, archive footage of like the war and violence and uh, violence here on the, in the United States, protests and civil unrest here, also protests and civil unrest in other countries, and they have some famous freeze frames like the uh, man who was uh, moments from being executed, uh, and the uh, the burning the burning monk. And uh, and they have these images, and you're like, well, I've seen those images, but then somehow Spike Lee found the footage, and he he showed the footage, and I wasn't 
prepared to see the man get shot in the head, and I wasn't prepared to see the man actually burning, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, and I wasn't prepared to see bodies and things like that. Uh, it's very uncomfortable, but I think Spike Lee does stuff like that just to say, I need you to get it. I need you to see what I'm talking about and not just imagine what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, and you know what else, though? It, that, that was during the Vietnam War, and yet we're still dealing with it today. And, I, and that comes into play at the very end, the last kind of shot at the end with the Black Lives Matter situation, uh, that scene they shot uh, for that. So I think he's telling you what I perceived it to be from how it starts and how it ends. We're still dealing with the same problems that we've been dealing with since pretty much day one. You know, mm -hmm. uh, and I, like I said, I appreciate his, this kind of film. It's hard to watch at times, but it's very real at the same mm -hmm. time. And I and appreciate that film. You know, I may not like it or love it. I can't say I don't like it. I appreciate it, though. If it's hard to love. Sense. It's a it's a movie yeah, it that's is hard, hard to love. To love. Yeah, because uh, we're dealing with it today. The, the riots, people getting killed. I mean, we're dealing with that still today. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's a very real film. Right. This film and, feels like it's real. I mean, and some of it is. Absolutely. But, uh, and um, I just realized I need to plug up this laptop so it won't die on me. But yeah, we're still talking <laughs> about it. I just thought about it. I was like, yeah, one thing I didn't do is plug up my laptop, but that's okay. Uh, but anyway, the, the film uh, starts with these images. And um, then from there, we... Uh, it stops with an image, an old image of uh, like, it looks like a hotel or a really busy part of um, Vietnam. Yeah. And then it went immediately to like modern day. And you see how the city looks different. The city looks tourist like the city looks more inviting from the uh, and I think that's what they wanted. That's what he wanted to also uh, say about Vietnam, too, because when you because when a lot of times when you see Vietnamese and the and people within Vietnam in this movie, you don't see a, a violent Vietnam. For the most part, you see a party party place, you know, people dancing, mm -hmm. having a good time and things like that. And uh, and I want to say this before I dive deeper into this. I want to compliment Spike Lee's going to Vietnam and shooting on location, it, or at least it seemed to me he did. Um, uh, I didn't check. I didn't verify that. If anybody seen this and knows this and knows, say it in the comments and let us know. You can also comment if you're watching this. I'm, I'm bleeping out a little, but yeah. uh, you can. <laughs> you can uh it's because uh Spike Lee don't like me talking about him. But no. Uh the camera of yours doesn't like you. <laughs> that's what it is. You know, it doesn't happen with no one else. So StreamYard. It's happening here and it happens with another place. Uh <laughs> that zooms a lot. But anyway. Zoom. Zoom zoom's the worst. Zoom's <laughs> the worst. And I hate to say that, Zoom, because uh, we're really fooling for you, Zoom. But we had to move on over here and to other places, but but my point was, 
he shot in location, and I thought I, I commend him for that because it looked really good, and he really did a really good uh, shoot. It, like it really looked really good. I agree. It looked really good. Uh, I I don't know if he shot on location. Exactly. I mean, I didn't look it up either. I didn't watch all the credits. I uh, just. It was just uh, it's a hard movie to watch, but I will say go up to that point, you're it does look like it's a party town. Uh and this is kind of one of my problems with the film. Uh we didn't get enough of Vietnam in the war aspect with you know Chadwick Boseman and Screaming Norman. Uh I wanted more of that, you know, but I guess that really wasn't the point of the story. Um Point of stories about the people that survived these these mm -hmm. group of friends that survived it and boy I tell you when you meet these people uh, ultimately uh, Delroy stands out to me from the get go from Absolutely. the get go I was like okay I like his character and he went in a direction I didn't expect but I was like I really like him I, I, I'm I'm pulling for this guy from the He's get go I was like. I was like, man, he. This is like he's given an Oscar-worthy performance from the get-go, and I'm like, okay, this is gonna be something special to watch because Delroy doesn't get the you know recognition he deserves. He's a very underrated actor. Uh, I've never seen him give a bad performance ever. Uh, he's very professional. So I, I love that he got this kind of a role in this kind of a movie. I love that. Absolutely. What's your and, thoughts uh, on? Yeah, real quick, uh, I want to uh, verify it. So on INBB, it was filmed in Chiang, Chiang Mai, Thailand, Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam, and just Vietnam and then Thailand. So it was actually filmed on location. Uh, I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, my first thought was I agree with you about Delroy. Uh, out of all the guys, also I want to say this. All the guys is named after the members of the Temptations. I called it because I'm a fan of the Temptations. So when I started hearing them say Otis, David, Eddie, uh, Melvin, Paul, when I'm hearing these names, and then uh, Norman, uh, uh, like Norman Whitfield, uh, well, Norman, the other uh, guy that ended up becoming a part of the Temptations after David Ruffin left, I noticed these things. And I'm like, oh, they're going Temptations. So I noticed that. Uh, but uh, Otis, or or uh, which is I, I want to say Otis is uh, Otis is Delroy, right? Or he is Paul. Uh, I think Otis was. I think Delroy played Paul. Um, yeah, he played Paul. Um, David was his son. Uh, yeah, Paul Otis was, was the one that had the uh, he had the affair with the, the prostitute yeah. that ended up having oh, a kid. Yeah, Otis was good too. Otis was good too. Uh, yeah, but, they were all good. But I mean, Delroy was on another level. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. They were good, but Delroy came to play. Yes, he did. It felt it felt like Delroy Lindo was his character was so well thought of. Yeah, I felt like his character was so well rounded, and he he seemed he was a. You know how you look at a movie, you realize this is a real person. It, you don't see him as a character. You see him as a real person. Yeah. Delroy Lindo did this in this movie. I felt that he was a Vietnam veteran with PTSD 
who was haunted by his past. Um, and and he, man, he eats every single scene that he's in. Oh, yeah. He's so and, good. And this is, not, this is not a criticism. It When Delroy's on screen, I, wa- I watched it more. I watched it more when Delroy yeah. was on screen. Absolutely. Uh, when he wasn't on screen, I was kind of zoning out. Uh, I was like, I was losing interest a little bit. And I hate to say that because, but when Delroy's on screen, I'm, I'm, I'm locked in. And, uh, you know, you don't really get a lot of performances like this. Uh, when you do, they're, they're very special. And this was a very special performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is, will be one reason why I remember this movie because of his performance. His, uh, so, and I want to, I want to, this is one of another criticism I have about this movie, uh, which I guess I can understand why Spike did this, but I don't like they did this. I wanted him to, I wanted every time us to see them in the past to see younger people playing them versus yeah. them as their adults, adult self, older selves playing alongside a young Chadwick Boseman. I didn't like that. You know, although yeah. I love seeing Del, Del, uh, Del um, you know, Delroy Lindo and Chadwick sharing screen time together because they are tremendous together. But I just didn't really like it takes me out of it because I realize it's not, you know, it's, I realize it's not real. I, I, I'm not even mad that he went from wide ratio to like small aspect ratio when he went back to the war times. I'll be okay more with it if he transformed the characters back into the wartime them versus the current ones in wartime. I, it took me out. Yeah, it took me out too. I guess although it was showing the audience was going through their mind, uh, especially Deroy, uh, his character uh, Paul, uh, especially him, because <laughs> this was on his mind constantly. It was. 24 7 he he was haunted by the events of uh storm and norman mm-hmm. uh what happened to him and we don't know exactly we just assume he died in war we don't know what really transpired i wasn't expecting what happened to, to happen uh, but you know but it makes sense with his well, character well you know what i thought was going to happen actually i did kind of think that uh that uh paul killed Norman, but I thought that he killed him because uh, he wanted to get the gold, and uh, um, and I thought it was gold related, and so because whenever it came to the gold, Paul turned into a totally different person. He became so unhinged. Yeah. Uh, he he became a totally different person. Um, so that's what I thought it was. Um, but honestly, it was spoilers. He died of friendly. Uh, the Storm and Norman dies a friendly fire accidentally when um, Paul is uh, surprised by a vehicle that came through and he shoots him and he sprays his gun and accidentally catches Norm and uh, and kills him and that his ghost has been haunting him ever since. It hasn't been a day to go that went by that he hasn't seen him, and that speaks yeah. to like. The, the tragedy of war, the tragedy of war, and, and that also affected Paul's raising of David. 
And yeah. but uh, but another character I wanted to bring bring up that I didn't like, I liked him, but I didn't like him was Otis. I believe is maybe it's Otis or Melvin, Melvin, uh, the one with the pigeon toes. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie is his name. I'm sorry, Eddie, Eddie with the pigeon toes. When Eddie Eddie dies, guys, Eddie dies in this movie badly, but. What I don't like is the way that Spike Lee like set it up. It's like it's like when you watch wrestling and someone sets a turnbuckle, like unties the turnbuckle, you know eventually that turnbuckle is gonna come back into play. Yeah. And so in this scene, he just he's giving us a little speech like we should be doing something better with this gold. And he just walking backwards and just keep walking backwards. And my first thought was, dude, stop walking backwards. What are you doing? And he's yeah. stepping on the landmine like yards away and blowing up. I think it would have been more eventful if it was just the landmines like right there, because then they found out, oh, they're all on landmines. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I will say this though about that scene. I wasn't like I was kind of paying attention, but kind of not. I was he was giving his speech, and I was like, okay, okay. I see. Then he blows up, and I'm like, what just happened? You know, and I was like, wow. I was like, this just got real. They in a, they in a war again over some gold. <laughs> you know? And I love that element, too, because uh, when whenever he blew up, yeah, uh, Paul immediately went back to Vietnam. Like, like, he's already there, but he went back mentally oh, yeah. to Vietnam. And uh, and seeing like bodies and 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 you know burnness, and then his son, it's just it's just such a tragic movie to watch, man. Um, because you really kind of come to liking the guys, liking all the characters, and don't want to see them get hurt. But also, like Goldman brings the ugliness out of everybody. Yeah, it it gets the root of all gets, evil. Oh yeah, absolutely, but. I just want to mention this, and I ask you your thoughts on it. What do you think about? Because uh, this is Delroy's movie. Like we, oh, yeah. they named Chadwick, and they put Chadwick on the cover and stuff. But no bones about it, guys. This movie belongs to Delroy Lindo. This is his film. Um, oh yeah, no doubt. What do you no think doubt. about that monologue where he was walking and looking straight into the camera and talking to you? How do you feel about that? Uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> I was just loving it though. I mean, I mean, I was seeing him. You know, the wheels were turning; they were just turning and turning and turning. And I was like, man, I actually look, got lost in in watching this movie when he was on screen, and especially that scene. Uh, he was uh just he. It wasn't Delroy Lindo uh anymore. It, it was just. He became this character, and I would say he became he became the character from probably day one. But when all that went down, he was really on fire. I mean, he it was kind of like, and I hate to compare it to to Joker and Heath Ledger, but it was kind of like he's 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 on another level with everybody else. And I think everybody else is good in that movie, but Heath was on another level, and I felt Delroy was just on another insane level <laughs> I, and I, I hate to compare it to that movie but 
he he's insane too. So uh, it, it kind of makes sense because Joker's insane. But it just oh, he just it's an Academy Award winning. I'm gonna say the winning performance from Delroy. Absolutely. If he doesn't get nominated, and like I'm not sure what they're doing for the 2021 Academy Awards, um, but if they are doing one, uh, he definitely deserves to be nominated. He deserves the win from everything I've seen this year. Uh, there's not been one performance that's been close. No, not not, not in the not in the actors category. Absolutely not. No. Um, but yeah, Delroy, Delroy, uh, Delroy blows it out the water, um, and uh, he. He's on, yeah. He's on a totally different plane of existence in this movie, like from yeah. everybody else. Everybody was cool, and for the and, and then I would say this as well. So when Delroy dies in this movie, when when he dies, um, wait, man, I got a call coming in. This is live. Hello. <laughs> uh, she should. She should be at work. Oh, uh, yeah. We yeah, she does have her cell phone. Do you need a number? 270. Why don't I give it out loud? Oh, wait a minute. Let me, uh, wait a minute. I'm doing a podcast. Let me mute my mic because I don't want to give my wife's phone number out of the air. Yeah, people going to be calling his wife if he does that. He's going to be calling it. He's giving his wife's number away on Facebook, on, on, this, on this live YouTube. Oh, man. Don't be getting some calls tonight. All right, I'm back. <laughs> hey, this was this is live, guys. It happens. It happens. But anyway, anyway, uh, so, so when he dies, when his character dies in this movie, uh, it honestly took me out of it more uh, because I was I, the only thing that kept me really hinged into it is Delroy. And when he went off on his own, I was like, "Oh Lord, don't don't go off on your own, please don't." But then I was thinking, "Well, maybe they're gonna come." And then I was hoping, "Well, they're gonna get in trouble, and maybe Delroy's gonna come back and save them." But then when they went to the scene of him getting bit by the snake and then uh, hallucinating, and then eventually digging his own hole and getting killed, my goodness, it just it hurt me, man. It hurt. And so the but, movie, it just it just kind of took me out more. But he had redemption, though. He came back, and I think that was big for his character, you know, to come back to his right sound of mind, and he started singing that song. He knew he was gone. He knew there's there no way out of this. I'm 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 gone. I'm just gonna enjoy the moment. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> knew. He knew his curtains. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but before all that happened, you know, he, he went crazy. Um, Turned his, he felt his son turned on him, uh, which I mean, kind of did. I mean, <laughs> if you want the truth, he kind of did turn on him, but at the same time, his character Paul was just he was losing it, and yeah. you know, and you don't want to be trapped, you know, in, in a minefield and losing it with a guy that's got some very serious issues, uh, but I. Man, it was just just such a good performance, and and what's his name from um, Cobra Kai? I shouldn't have said Cobra Kai, but uh, the white guy, the big white guy, was in this movie. Uh, I shouldn't have you said mean, Cobra Kai. You mean, you mean 
Gene uh, Renault or whatever his name is. No, 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 no. Richard. Richard Jewell. Oh, he was also in this movie. From, the dude from uh, the dude from uh, Ricky oh, Jewell. Guy. <laughs> I, I forget. Stingray. Yeah, yeah, Stingray. Cobra Kai. But he's Richard Jewell in, in Richard Jewell. So, uh, but yeah, he showed up in this movie. He is so freaked out. I'm like. Here's how I laughed at this point because he shows up and there's a bomb going off. <laughs> just, yeah, it's true. I'm like, well, what's the deal with this guy in, in bombs, man? Well, Spike uh, Spike Lee used him for uh, the Black Klansman. Uh, he? He's in that movie and uh, oh. and he does a good job. He played like a racist, but he played a lovable racist. Like I was like, ah, I kind of like the guy, but you know, but he didn't like me. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> but he's in that movie. So I think Spike Lee, he also tends to do that because Daryl Leno has been in another movie of his. Uh, I don't know about the other guys, if they've been in anything of his. Uh, but the other guys are, are very familiar. I've seen them. They're like character actors. I've seen them in other yeah. things. Uh, but uh, the major standout in this is Delroy and then Chadwick. Uh, and then uh, Gene Reno, uh, who... Folks might remember him from Godzilla 2000, <laughs> like Godzilla, Godzilla 1999. Was it 99 or 98? I think it's 98. Uh, I remember him from Godzilla uh, Ronin with Robert De Niro. Uh, Ronin. Uh, mm -hmm. There's another film he's been He's been in The Professional. Uh, you know, he just hasn't, I hadn't seen him in much lately. Uh, so it was nice to see him, but I didn't care for his character one bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, like, and then these other guys—they were in like Scandal and uh, different TV shows. Uh, uh, Just Just Mercy. Uh, uh, Eddie was in that—the one with the pigeon toes—and then Jonathan yeah. Majors. My first time seeing him is I'm watching a show on uh, HBO called uh, Lovecraft Country, and he plays uh, Atticus wow. in that show. I want to see that. Oh, it's good. It's so good. Uh, and he's in that show. He's like the head, the main character in that movie, in that show. And so he's, uh, that's where I know him from. That's my first time ever that I'm aware of that I saw him. And now I know him from there. That's where I associate him with now. But um, I think everybody did good in the movie. Uh, but yeah, as we said before, Delroy was on a different level. Uh, but the movie overall wasn't really my cup of tea. And that's what I can say before we get into the Chadwick uh, stuff. Uh, but Chadwick does a good job with his performance, especially his forgiveness speech to uh, yeah. Paul to say, hey, man, it's okay, blood. It's okay, blood. I got you, blood. No, no, stop, Google. Uh, but, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think everybody gave a pretty good performance. You know, just Delroy was on another level. Uh, Chadwick. For me, I wanted more of him, um, but for what we got, I thought he did a really good job. And I agree with you. His speech was with the, you know, the forgiveness speech was really good. I don't. Uh, I, I wonder if I wonder if uh, wonder if Spike could afford more Chadwick. Chadwick was making money. I imagine he couldn't afford more time with Chadwick. I don't know how it goes, but. Maybe they have certain amount of scenes. Like if you pay an actor maybe more money, you have him for the whole movie, but you might can only get him for maybe a cameo or a small bit row. 
And for Chadwick, you was, he was able to maybe afford him for a small bit role. Or maybe Chadwick's with his chemo and uh, going through what he went through, he, maybe his time didn't allow for him to have a bigger role in the show, in, yeah, this, in this movie. Because I think it, as of right now, it's his last performance. So uh, I'm not sure when the film was actually shot and finished, but it had to be sometime within the last uh, year. I mean, so I, I, he was probably in bad shape. I mean, he didn't look it. That's, that's the thing. He just didn't, he didn't look sick. Yeah. Even in this movie. But when he, when he does die in a movie, it became real for me right at that point. Cause it wasn't, I wasn't watching Storm and Norman die. I was watching Chadwick, you know, because, yeah. you know, he passed and all. And I was like, man. And how scared he was. The scared, the scared look on his face when he passed in that movie. Um, yeah, I think it was like life imitating art right there. And just, man, I, they took me right out of the movie. It just, because I wasn't seeing a Storm and Norman die. I was seeing Chadwick die. But I, but I agree with you. It wasn't my cup of tea either. Um, but like I said, I appreciate the movie. Uh, I think it these type of movies need to be made. Uh, you know, these aren't movies you're gonna just adore, but they're they're like they're they're gonna educate you, you know, what it's like to be in a war, or especially a black man in a war. Right. Uh, you know, uh, and, and that, the that's prejudice. The, yeah, that was the message. Um, they haven't been treated right ever, and you know, I mean, I'm not saying everybody doesn't treat black people right, but I'm saying a lot of people don't. <laughs> You know, and but yeah, I, I think that was the message of the movie uh, is that they these people didn't get treated right. Right. Are you are you okay over there? <laughs> I believe my neighbors are arguing with one another. And well, that's never know. good. Yeah, okay, it's okay. It ain't, it ain't none of my business. They just like four or five. <laughs> none of his business. But he sure is watching. It's like what it is is four or five angry white women <laughs> yelling at like well, one black guy, so it's weird. But okay, all right, we talking about race, <laughs> and this is happening outside my window. But uh, but uh, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and give our ratings for the movie. All right, so nobody lives except for one guy, Otis. Yeah, uh, I want to make sure I get his name right. Otis lives, um, and everybody else. And David lives, uh, but everybody else dies. Uh, one of them uh, jumps on the, on top of the grenade, yeah, which uh, it was it was very it was just a weird ending, man. But anyway, I'm gonna give it the kind movie of falls apart at the end. It kind of does yeah. fall apart. I think I'm gonna marry you in this, and because uh, on my letterbox I gave it three, I want to say, uh, but I'm gonna go ahead and give it two and a half markouts out of five uh, because it wasn't a movie that I really would say that I, I enjoyed. It's something that is was eye-opening, but I never really want to see it again. Uh, and But if I did ever tell anybody to watch it, it would be for Delroy Lindo. That would be yeah. the reason why I would tell people, please pay attention to this man in this movie because he's going to rock your world. I I agree. Everything you just said. Yeah, Delroy Lindo is the reason to watch this movie for his performance. Uh, but also, if you want to watch this movie, it will educate you in 
you know, about Vietnam War, uh, about wars in general, it would just educate you. And uh, but I agree with you. I gave it a 2.5 on Letterboxd. I stick with that. Um, it's hard to watch, but it's educational to watch. And it's not good education. I mean, we don't want to see people get shot and killed. Um, and you do see that in this movie, real footage, and it's it's never good to see. Yeah, it's drawing. But, it's very drawing. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, wow. When, when you show that in the opening, I was like, wow. That's, that's Not only that, they show like a picture of, uh, like show an image of a baby that was, face was blown off. It's just like, man, it's like, I wasn't prepared for that because the guy yeah. saying you all came to our country, you did this to us, you did this to us, and they show footage, and I'm like, oh man, and it caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting that to happen right then, and when it does, it just, man, yeah, uh, that opening though, when that guy is shooting another guy in the head, and he just walks off like like nothing happened, and I was blood like, is just pouring out like a. Yeah, like a fountain. It just was. Uh. So that's the uh, that is the world we live in. Still, people do not care. People have no respect for the others. They they don't care. If, they don't care. No res- no love for human life, man. No love for yeah. human life. Uh, and it's sad. That's tragic. Hey, life is important. Your life is important. Just want you to know that. And if you're a soldier, a veteran, and you went to Vietnam, and I know a lot of people that went to Vietnam came back, and they were called baby killers and different things like that. I'm just I want to look at you real quick and say this to you. Uh, I thank you for your service to your country. I thank you for your sacrifice to your country. Me and Brandon stand in yeah. in respect and honor of you. And uh, and if you go, are going through something, please reach out to uh, to like Crisis Hotline or something. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and there's people that's there to help you, but you matter and what you did for this country mattered. And I'm sorry that no one gave you the respect that you deserved, uh, for what you had to go through when you served. And I want to let you know that personally. So. Uh, Well said, Aaron. Well said. Uh, we can, I guess we can shift real quick. Final thoughts on Chadwick, uh, what do you remember him? What What is your first memory? Of My first movie that I seen Chadwick Boseman and was uh, 42. And uh, when I saw that movie, I own it, actually own it on Blu-ray. Um, when I saw that movie, I was thinking, I was thinking this guy's going to be a star, man. That's my, my first thought was like, he was just so commanding. And it was like, it's cool seeing this side of, because I didn't, I didn't know much about Jackie Robinson. I, I can, I, I'm ashamed to say I didn't know a lot about him. I knew that he was the first uh, uh, black man to break uh, the color barrier in, in uh, Major League Baseball. I knew that there was, um, like, there's, he, he Chadwick isn't the first person to play Jackie. Jackie is the first person to actually play Jackie. But <laughs> Jackie played himself in his own biopic back in the day. Uh, and then, uh, and then uh, Blair Underwood played him in um, in um, uh, the Soul of the Game, which is HBO original movie from back in like the late '90s. But um, Chadwick embodied 
uh, embody Jackie Robinson to the point where I, much like Denzel and playing him, playing Malcolm X, I can't see anyone else playing the role of Jackie Robinson. I think that he did such a great job. Yeah. Uh, my first memory was uh, a show called Persons Unknown. Unknown. It only lasted one season, but it was about these strangers. They wake up in this strange town. Uh, They can't leave the town. Uh, He was one of the actors in it. Um, I just remember thinking, watching him perform, it's like, this guy's on a different level. And I was like, he's not the main star in the show, but I could see him going places. I was like, I was like, I see a young Denzel in him, and I was like, he's, he's gonna go places. But the performance for me, that was like, made him like one of the best actors I've seen, was playing James Brown. I didn't believe that was that. him. Yeah, I thought I was watching James Brown on screen, <laughs> and I love James Brown's music. And and uh, and I was like, oh man. And I remember watching the. Um, behind the scenes saying how he prepared and everyone on scene on screen just was like we're not working with Chadwick we're working with James Brown <laughs> and I was like man he as you said he embodied Jackie Robinson he embodied James Brown I mean he was Thurgood Marshall yeah I haven't Thurgood seen Marshall. that one. I, I, I actually owned that as well uh, Marshall and uh, uh, and he uh he embodies him as well. Um, and a guy that I, another guy, sadly, as an African-American, I should know more about. But um, I'm aware of him because I, I learned briefly about who he was, but didn't yeah. know all that he did, all they did for civil rights. And um, and so it was an amazing way of just learning about him. And, and it seems like Chadwick, no matter who, no matter what role it was that he takes, he gives all, every single role that much respect and importance. He doesn't say, oh, well, let me just do this one little role and I'm done and let me get out of here. Even his role as Storm and Norman, you can tell that he loved and embraced that character. Um, yeah. And his character in uh, 21 Bridges, he, you can tell he embraced that character. And so that leads me to, uh, you know, uh, another movie that I know from his course is the Black Panther. But, uh, I thought that he was fitting to be cast as the Black Panther, um, and I fell in love with his character in Civil War. Civil War, um, yeah, and and that introduced me to him, and I was like, oh, they did a good job. They cast it really well, and and uh, and yeah, just he, he embodied the character, and then he was so cool. And, and you know, for me, I've been waiting for years for a Black Panther movie. Like that's how it was for me. I've been waiting ever since I found out about the character back in like the nineties for me, like early nineties, like when I was like 10 or 10, 10, 11 to 12 or something like that. I found out about this character and I was like, Oh, it's so cool. My gateway black character was of course blade in comic books. Cause you know, the movie with Denzel, not Denzel Wesley. Um, Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Wesley. Well, Denzel is the one that got Chadwick his his shot uh, in movies. But, uh, but yeah, it just it just made me want to see the Black Panther even more, and and at one point I was like, John Michael White make good Black Panther, but honestly, they cast who they needed to cast in Chadwick. Yeah, Bush. 
Yeah, I can't imagine a Black Panther without Chadwick Boseman. Uh, and I know he said there is no Black Panther without Denzel Washington, which is I mean, that's true uh, for what Denzel did for not just black people, I mean, for all actors. Uh, man, he it's a great thing he came on the scene for acting. Denzel, we learned that from Ken Sagos. Ken said that. Ken Ken talked yeah. about how much of importance it was being in being on screen with with Denzel. So yeah, so I mean, I don't know what their plan will be uh, moving forward with Black Panther two. Uh, you know, I know, I know this. A lot of people want wanting a sister to take over the mantle. Uh, some feel that recasting might be the best choice. How, how do you recast? Yeah, I don't say you recast. I say that for one, I think that it would be. It, I would like to see Cherie, the sister, become the take the mantle as Black Panther. But also, part of me wish they hadn't killed off Killmonger. Because uh, yeah. if anyone that could be a different character, be Killmonger, but become Black Panther as Killmonger, uh, and become the Black Panther. I would say it'd be Michael B. Jordan, and I believe him being friends with Chadwick, he will bring honor and respect to that role, and 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 it would be kind of cool to see how people will be like, well, didn't you try to kill me? Didn't you try to kill people? Why are you now trying to save people? And just uh, it'd be a, a conflicted character, and yeah, uh, and I thought that that'd be really really nice, but but he is rumored to be in the sequel. Uh, I don't know how. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he's rumored to be in it, but I don't, I don't know what you do in all honesty. I don't know. It, it's, I mean, that's hard. It's a hard decision. I mean, I wouldn't recast. I would not recast. in my personal opinion. I think that it was not, it's not, I think that T'Challa character dies with Chad, Chadwick. I believe that the mantle of Black Panther can't continue. Um, Chadwick. Continue. Chadwick as Chadwick as T'Challa is like uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man as yeah. uh, as Tony Stark, not just Iron Man, but as just Tony Stark himself. And you don't really want to see anyone else but Tony Stark be the Iron Man. Sure, we saw War Machine and Don Cheadle and stuff like that, but that's not Iron Man. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I, I I feel that you gotta have like I would I would be even though he's still living, I would not want to see anyone else play Iron Man. I would just want to see Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark being Iron Man. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like you said, War Machine's different. He wasn't a main character. Uh, you know, it's like saying, I don't personally want to see anybody play Captain America. I know it's happening, but <laughs> I don't want to see it. Um, but it's, it happens in the comics, too. And I know his sister takes over the mantle in the comics. I don't know a lot about the Black Panther comics, uh, but I do know his sister does eventually take over. I think that's probably the most logical thing you can do without really upsetting a lot of fans. Because you recast him, that's that's going to be a problem for most fans, I would say. Uh, I have a kind of understand it from a business perspective, but for fandom wise, I just. He is Black Panther. I, I, mean, I can't see another Black Panther movie without him. And I know it's going to happen, but he is Black Panther. 
let me bring it up this way. This is the Mark Out Movie Podcast, so we do mark out. And so marking out is a wrestling term. Let me bring it into wrestling. So when Diesel, when Kevin Nash and Scott Hall left WWE, it was not right to recast with fake Diesel and fake uh, Razor Ramon. We saw through that. We didn't like that. We destroyed that, right? Right. Uh, what was fitting, which some people say that it wasn't fitting, but what was fitting is say when Eddie Guerrero died and the way that they passed that mantle or try to pass that mantle to Rey Mysterio and just as respect type of thing. And I thought that was that was a good way to honor the memory of Eddie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, obviously, uh, Ray didn't really pan out like that. Uh, well, I won't say that. I won't say that because Ray, at the time, was one of the most popular wrestlers in WWE, and um, I mean, but I say his run didn't pan out the way they wanted it to. I mean, Ray's. I think he he's always going to be looked at as the most popular little man in professional wrestling history. I and I mean he deserves to be, uh, but he wasn't Eddie Guerrero. You know, he didn't have that personality that Eddie had. So none that Chavo does. doesn't have it. None of them have that personality. No, no, no. Eddie was Eddie. There was one Eddie and only one Eddie. And uh, so, you know, I haven't seen a Latino wrestler since then that has had that it factor uh, like Eddie did. But I haven't seen a Latino wrestler that's had, you know, that's they've, they've had people try to be Ray Mysterio. It don't pan out. You know, Sin Cara, Kalisto. It just, you know, it doesn't pan out because uh, there's only one Ray. <laughs> you know, Eddie, Ray is great at what he does. I agree. Eddie was Eddie was the equivalent, and I know we didn't went off on this, but real quick, Eddie was the equivalent of Eddie. Eddie Guerrero was the equivalent of. So there, before Eddie, there was like the Tito Santanas and people like that. Uh, yeah. But Tito, for all that he accomplished. Eddie Guerrero was on the rock level of being a worker. You know what I'm saying? Eddie was on a tell like we say that about Delroy Lindo in this movie, what we say about Chadwick Boseman when he's in movies, they're on different levels. Eddie Guerrero was on a totally different level of being a performer. Uh, he was able to uh, merge comedy with uh, with athletics, athleticism and, uh, and he was entertaining and he and he just and he he he's missed even now to this day. He's yeah. missed. I miss him, and I didn't know the man. I missed him. I'm getting kind of emotional thinking about him now because he's uh he he was such that good of a performer, and uh and uh and his tragic day passed. But um, but yeah, I, I'm sorry. I didn't want to. I'm going to different places. Yeah, place I, I, get what you're saying. Getting, getting I get what you're saying about Ray. And Eddie, and they could do something similar for Black Panther. It just—it's not going to be the same. I, it's gonna—it's gonna change, you know. Black Panther's gonna change, and uh, and like I—I I just feel that it is not—it's not Black Panther. Black Panther without Chadwick. It's not truly. I mean, the series will continue, you know. The character will continue, but it won't be the same without him. It's kind of like it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, Jason Voorhees without Kane Hodder. To me, it's you know other yeah, people. Series, 
Well, series is not continuing right now. So yeah, I know, but still, my point is, you know, yeah, I know what you're saying you have people that you link to these characters, and not just people playing a character, but people linked to like iconic characters. And I think uh, Chadwick made the Black Panther that much more iconic. And yeah. um, it very similar to uh, saying like in the early 90s, recasting Stallone and going some different direction, you know? Uh, it would have been kind of like that. It would People wouldn't have been for it. And, and I think what, and I know we done got into Rocky now, but and we will stop <laughs> but, it. But, but, uh, but I want to say this real quick about Rocky. What helped Rocky and what, what, what was good is that they took Rocky and spun it in a different direction and put him in the character of Mick and yeah. made made uh made Michael B the Stallone made Michael B the uh the Balboa I mean uh, to to his Mick and um yeah. and and I think that that saved the franchise. I know that with Black Panther it's too early to to do that. They're going to have to acknowledge his passing. They're going to have to do something, but I think that it is a bad idea a bad idea to cast someone as T'Challa. I think it's also a bad idea to just use footage like they did in uh, Star Wars, you know, with uh, with um, Princess Leia. I think it's a bad idea to just do that because it, it, it can come off as really, really weird. And um, I, I think the most, the death of a character and the way that they treated it with the most respect is how they did Paul Walker in, fa- in, uh, in, in the Fast and Furious film. I thought that that was the most respect that right they could now. do for a character. As of right now. As of I right now. I think it's going to change with the, this next one. Are they going to they bring them back? Like, what, 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 what do you mean? <laughs> what are you, what are That's the rumor. The Cody Walker was rumored to be on set of the last Fast and Furious film. Uh, several cast members have said that Brian may pop up. So, uh, oh. uh, now somebody's at my door. All right. Well, come on in. <laughs> well, this is the end of the podcast. Uh, we thank you for listening. Come on in. You, you already disturbed it. We're, we're here now. All right. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, my name is Aaron Whitlow. I'm Brandon Spavi. And we thank you for listening. Uh, and as soon as I find this, I end this. In this, we miss you, Chadwick. All right, see you.